Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Hey, he didn't call me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Stand One, the best venue at the Edinburgh Fringe for another episode of Rich Tang's Edinburgh Fringe podcast. Or as all the cool kids are calling Rehab. Oh, good. Uh, just, I thought I'd save myself some energy at the start there. I'm feeling quite good. I'm not too tired out yet. It's only the third day, so fourth day, so I shouldn't be too tired. Uh, I had a near-death experience yesterday, uh, which is ironic. I'm doing a show called We're All Going to Die. Pleasant to be on, 8 o'clock. Sold out yeah. last night, so book ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, I was walking on. I go down um, on my walk there. I go a back way because I kind of... If you go across the bridges, it's often really busy and it takes you longer than going a, a slightly longer route. I like going down, you know that little road that goes down by the Waverley Station? It's where the beginning of train spotting, uh, Ewan McGregor is running along and then he, a car comes out and he gets run over. Do you know that road? Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. Like, local people do. I go down that road under the station, but there's a massive bridge over the top, the A1 goes over the top of that. It's really high up, and as I was approaching that bridge, someone threw a bottle off of the, <laughs> off the bridge, which went and smashed in a road, right? I mean, I was about... Uh, 20 yards away from it but it's still <laughs> that's still quite neat if I'd been there I would have been dead and then the really spooky thing was I went under the bridge and uh, as I was walking under the bridge who did I see walking towards me Colin <laughs> Colin like the, not all of you are allowed to see him do you know you can you see Colin yeah you can see him now yes yeah. so now I've mentioned him suddenly he's gone wow where did he come from he appeared he apparated uh, Colin's always here he's a nice very nice strange man and uh, he sort of was there on the other side of the road smiling in a slightly sinister fashion I mean it can't have been him that threw the bottle because unless he can throw a bottle right right over that bridge and down the other side that would be amazing uh, but or maybe he's got a par- have you got a parachute or some kind or if he's a ghost I suppose he can just uh, like be <laughs> Do a sort of Mr. Claypole, can't he? Mr. Claypole <laughs> could jump around to different places. Uh, so that was kind of quite. It'd be ironic if I died when I was doing a show called We're All Gonna Die. It will now, because I've done a show called that, it will be ironic whenever I die. <laughs> uh, the famous Richard, Rich Tearing died. Uh, so, um, I don't know what else. Have I left my note? I can't believe I've left my uh, special book behind, haven't I? No, we're doing, is it not? Is it full? Oh, there it is. It's under there. I'm just. This is. This is yesterday. I had two pairs of sunglasses on. I'm just getting old. That's all that's happening. Uh, but uh, my guest today will make me feel less old. So that's good. Uh, we'll get. On, we'll get onto that. Uh, I, I will go through with this, uh, the people who come in. Thank you. There's loads of people here today. Thank you very much for coming along. Um, it, it improved, I think I sense there's a lot of uh, Norman Lovett fans here who are already having think of man going. Yeah, fucking. Hell, what's, this fuck, what's this fucker doing? Talking about being killed. I'm going to f- glass him now, kill him now. <laughs> uh, so uh, he will be on in a sec. But at the end of the, of the show, you get a chance, everyone who's coming, you get a chance to win some magnificent prizes. I'll take you through. There's some have been left here. Ewan McInnes is back with his book, Edinburgh for Everyone. I wonder if he's got anything about that little road. Uh, uh, he can, for the next edition, you can put that in. There is this. I won't say what it is so the people at home will not know. Look at that. that you could win that. Yeah, see, that's people at home going, I must come. Uh, you, can just, you can win tickets to Scott Agnew, Something's Got to Give. Uh, you can win, uh, who's here at the stand, at one of the stand venues. Uh, you can win Christian Riley, who's my guest today from AI Otima. Hey. Yeah, some of the cool kids are still here. Uh, he's got a CD out of his songs, I think it's a CD. Yeah, compact disc, it's digital audio. Um, you can get 12 of his songs, and there's a bonus track as well. <laughs> uh, 
he's not that good. Uh, and uh, we've got uh, the, the these have been. Um, I find this thing is footballcoasters.co.uk. If you run a small business and have <laughs> want to give me some prizes, I will plug your stuff. She makes coasters, and this one's got to- a co- talking cock on it. She'll put anything you like. Go to, to footballcoasters.co.uk. I think uh, you can win that. You can win ten, which is my DVD. You get free if you come to see. We're all going to die at the Pleasance Beyond. Uh, you can win Christ on a bike, uh, my show from a few years ago, and you can win the book of talking cock. There's a few other some Haribo. <laughs> Haribo are not sponsoring this <laughs> podcast because if they were I think we'd get bigger bags of Haribo than, imagine that we'll send you 25 10p bags of Haribo it's a surprising amount of calories I bought one of those the other day thinking oh that'll be a, that'll be a little treat it's about 180 calories for that <sighs> I watch my weight as you can tell you got to watch your weight so look we're going to crack straight on uh, with the show and uh, so I'm very very excited uh, to uh, introduce a man who was one of the uh, first comedians I ever saw at the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, he is best known for his appearance on the bill. We <laughs> I think he's been on about four times as different characters. Will you please welcome Norman Lovett, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, there he is. Take the mic out, or you can leave it in, but speak into it. Is the golden rule of showbiz. Is soft. Seems odd that you brought it up. Uh, so how, are you, how are you doing? How are you enjoying uh, Edinburgh? I'm just a bit worn out at the moment. So I come up with my dog Elvis, who's a pug, on the train. And uh, last year I got a first-class travel. For fifty pounds, single from London and back, another single. Because I'm a uh, senior rail card as well. So <laughs> this year, it, it, it co- I couldn't afford it. Right. Travelled with people, you know, economy. <laughs> <laughs> and fifty percent of those people, I think, that travel on the train are all right, and fifty percent are dicks. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. I think that's accepted, isn't it? That is <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, so, but we, we made it. We made it here. You've got to book a little bit ahead for the first class tickets, that's what I've learned. I did it three months. Did you? No, I know too far rules. ahead. I know, I know the too far ahead. <laughs> There's a kind of golden spot in the middle. If you're too keen, no. they go, well, they really want to travel. No. Bump up the price. It's sort of wait. It's gone up. They've been me. taking more money out. So, we well, came up in, what, well, just you came in a train, but just in the economy section? With, with normal, normal, with like people like Colin. Have you met Colin? No, uh, don't be don't be scared of him. He just sits there and looks slightly intimidating. Doesn't really seem to enjoy the show, but comes back. He comes back every single day. He always gets that chair. If anyone ever sits in that chair and Colin comes in late, he's going to rip them apart. I can take that for nothing. Um, so, what's your show? What's what's your show this year? Let's get that out of the way. Where are you? And what uh, the Voodoo Rooms, which is just around the corner of okay. West Register Street, the Cafe Royal part of the Cafe oh, Royal. Oh, nice. And I'm on at eight o'clock. So am I. We're in direct competition. Yeah, so, well, I'll mention you. Okay. Mention <laughs> you're all right, you sell out, you've got a newspaper. Well, I did all right yesterday. Newspaper but column in the Metro. The Metro, that's it. That's, that's, the, that's the gold. Once I got that, it's Wembley Arena, here I come. <laughs> It's what he's read out the columns. It's what he's always been searching. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got it, he's got it, he's got it. I can just relax now. I've done 75 of those, that's unbelievable. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, you were, I, I think, uh, it's very difficult for me to remember, it was a long time ago, my first Edinburgh in 1987. 
I think one of the first shows we saw was a triple bill. So me and Stu came to see it, but we might have seen two, so I might have mixed this up. Do you remember at the Gilded Bloom? I think it was you, Jerry Sadovitz. No. There was. <laughs> you know, like Jerry. No, I know Jerry. I know Jerry. He knows me. We get on all You're right. right. We get on. So all there's right. a new there. Like he knew something. No. Terrible. No. Like, all I meant to do is turn this to Norman Lovett. <laughs> Fuck, he's gonna kick off. He's turning into the Incredible Hulk. Oh my God. What no, he's I a think, nice bloke, but he's, he's a bit odd. He is a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I say, I saw a couple of triple bills around that time, and Arnold Brown was on. I don't believe you and Arnold were on the same moment. Maybe you were after yeah, Smith. Yeah, me, there Arnold, were a few and Helen Ledra. Right. In 83 was the first show I ever did here. It might have just been a one-off show rather than your actual show, this one I saw. Oh, right, yeah. I think I followed Jerry Sadovich once, I right. think, the old Gilded Balloon. Yeah. My God, it was so hard. It's, don't ever follow him, because he's... <laughs> He's terrific. I mean, he really is terrific. But he is. Not to follow. But, uh, <laughs> he's difficult to hang around with, I would imagine. That. But he's been... <laughs> no, uh, no, no, I wouldn't hang around with <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wouldn't want he to. He wouldn't hang around with me. <laughs> <you know. laughs> I think we should put you in a car and make you drive across a deck on one of those dangerous road shows. Yeah. <laughs> you and Jerry Sappers to see what happens. <laughs> I know you may, you know, we may... He's very difficult. Sometimes he's blanked me. Sometimes I wrote one nice thing about once because like, he's one of my big comedy heroes, and I wrote a nice thing about him in Time Out or something. And he came across the room towards me, and I was terrified because I thought he was going to punch me in the face. I said, <laughs> "He said, oh, thanks so much for that thing you said." Yeah. About. And then I, I kind of went, I, I thought, "Where's the punch in the face going now?" <laughs> thanks so much, you fucking Oxbridge. Come <laughs> on. Uh, so, but he was, he's, but he's, I, I love his shows. We won't talk about him too much more, Norman. Uh, but I love. No, he, he got punched in Canada. He did. Yes. For calling them moose fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was his opening line. It was "Hello, moose fuckers." That's how, he, that's how it opened. So it is stage. But anyway, I did see you back in 1987. But you, you've been doing stand-up since. Well, where you? How, when did you? How did you get into stand-up? You, you must have done other things beforehand. You're a yeah. I did lots of different yeah. jobs and things. And then I was 32 when I started doing. And the punk when punk was around, I supported some punk bands. And the Clash was the most well, memorable. Was doing supporting and opening for them at Derby. That was fantastic. And then alternative comedy came along with Tony Allen and Keith Allen and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, we may get on to him. <laughs> I thought, what's all this about? And, anyway, and I, I, I quite liked it. I thought, yeah, anti-sex. And yeah. racism and all that, and I thought this is good. Yeah, this is good. A backlash, a sort of punk backlash, if you like, in comedy in Brighton yeah. against some of the comics of stuff they were getting away with. But really and truly, nothing changes, does it? It still creeps its head, pops its head out. Doesn't it, it does. Well, I think it works on a sort of. Pen. I, mean, I think I, I, I would say things have changed. It's a good thing, it was a good thing, there's no doubt about it. But so, yeah, I think there's a sort of pendulum effect where people, with comedy as well, where people try to push things mm. one way and then it goes a bit too far. You tweet people and tell them you want to rape them and kill them, and yeah. then, no, hold on, maybe that's not so funny actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, the pendulum we, goes back the other way. For we could have got Jimmy Savile with tweeting her at the bin So there's pros and cons. Although he was very litigious, you weren't allowed to do it. We did, we did a tiny jokes about him, and uh, Jerry, funnily enough, did does impressions of him and stuff, and did something on one of Stu's shows where he did that. But we 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 got away somehow on this morning, Rich not Judy, opening one of the. One of them, some, I've forgotten about it, but someone sent me the link after all this happened, where we were both dressed as Jimmy Savile, it was the day of the London Marathon, and we were going, oh, and doing a very bad impression of, on purpose of Jimmy now Savile. Then, now, now then, now then. Now then, now then, I think we were going now, and he was going then, now then, and they go, oh, it's the London Marathon, and he went on, you know, so, oh, 
And then at the end of it, one of us said, uh, I hope nobody dies. And then the other one said, if they do, Bagsy, I take them to the mortuary. <laughs> Which I don't know how we got away with that. Hey, um, it was like 12.15 on Sunday. But also, he just every time you mentioned, go, oh, you can't say anything about him because he will sue. And that, that was all, that was the rumour about him, was that he yeah, had sex with he, dead bodies. He blatantly got away with it. Well, I said that to Kitty uh, when my youngest daughter, she rang me in November, we were all talking about, did you see the way I took my jacket off and saw <laughs> holding it behind my back? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do that for the next 40 minutes, <laughs> drop it. <laughs> um, she, we were talking about it, I said, well, Kitty, the thing is, I said, I remember in the late 70s and early 80s, around that time, of hearing rumours that he was a necrophiliac. Yeah. And Kitty said, she's a bright girl, don't get it, this is what she said, she said, and she didn't anyone come forward? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, unless he's fucked them back to life. Again, no. oh, then he'd have been a hero. It would have been, right? Maybe that's what he was trying to do. Maybe he believed his penis had magical green mile style powers. I just put this in here. Say, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, suddenly I don't, I remember sort of passing the way. <laughs> then I, I, I sniffed this cigar <laughs> and heard panting and all this dog <laughs> And I saw him behind me and he ran off, he ran off and I was alive again. It's, it's wonderful. Have a strange ectoplasm on me. Uh, <laughs> I must have been dead. Uh, <laughs> so support, when you were supporting The Clash, to go back to that, which is quite <laughs> exciting, um, I didn't know about, uh, What were you, were you doing just gags in your kind of low-key... No, I did have a guitar. Right, uh, okay. I did chug the way it goes. Okay. The people I liked were Ian Jury and John Cooper Clark. And I was sort of pushed into it by a friend who had a band. He played guitar and keyboard. And he, he said, do so. We did some silly songs at his birthday party and two in back. And, and then I did my first gig in a pub supporting his band and all the audience were just talking while I was on and I had a I had a centre part in my hair <laughs> a false nose and a, a sort of deck chair pattern jacket on and these songs I'd written it it was like singing but chugging along with a guitar uh, waiting at the platform on the central line there's a lot of noise around me but I'm feeling fine there's a drunk nearby pissing on the track his eyes lit up as the voltage shot back <laughs> <laughs> I had some stuff like that and that got a big laugh and that's how I started yeah. one night at the comedy store it had gone down well and I said can I go back on and do just stand up so I wanted to do stand up like everyone else yeah. was doing and I did a thing about maturity tests which was a true story of when I was 11 at my secondary modern school we had we were just lined up in our shorts, and Tug Taylor, the PE master, I don't know why he was called that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think Tug meant that then. When I was at school, uh, and, he, and you got a mark out of five for maturity, looking under your arms and looking down your shorts. And like, what was that about? <laughs> and the headmaster, who we think was a could have, might have been gay, wore a lot of velvet. Glided by like to the pop in and have a look round at the boys, you know. So, so I don't know whether he'd invented that. <laughs> <laughs> it was more innocent times, though, wasn't it, back then? It was, that was, that was all, all right back then, you know, in the past. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. To anyway, I got half out of five. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Dave Tobin got ten. <laughs> he was he was he was there. He was like a grown man at the age of eleven. You know, I met all the hairs and everything had come forward. <laughs> He'll be glad to. I hope he's listening in. <laughs> glad to be reminded of those comments. He might not be. You never know. Well, talking of that, I, you know, I nearly was. You know, I was twenty yards from possible death yesterday when someone threw a glass off a bridge. At, not at me, I don't think. I mean, it's quite. It's quite an extreme heckle. I hadn't even got on stage yet <laughs> to throw glasses off a bridge at me. Where yeah, was that? Where that was just near Waverley Station. So I was just walking under that big bridge, and someone and a, gla- and a, a bottle kind of fell and smashed the road in fr- some way in front of me. Had I been a little People bit have died already. Yeah. That hotel, that Scotsman hotel. Yeah, yeah. I did it walk I walked across that bridge to I was going to Argos. And uh <laughs> 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 It's really delayed you didn't listen to this double suicide. <laughs> 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 How fucking inconvenient, how to bloody stop and watch this. (laughs) (laughs) And there were ambulance, police coming all the way along, tape all the way along, and there were people taking pictures of it or whatever. And I did I asked people, I said, What's happened? No one knew. And someone said or then someone said it's a chemical spillage or leakage. And they still don't know that two people have died in a room that had hired it for two nights and they were from Scotland, somewhere in Scotland. That's all they know. Well, that's, that's brought the mood down a bit. I, think, I, believe, I believe it was a double suicide with cyanide, is, my, is what I've heard. Yes, I, I, I want to find out how we do it. It's yeah. a mystery. Yeah, no, there might be performers, but it'd be unusual to go quite so soon. I, a few years ago, when I, when I was, you know, the few, when you have a tough Edinburgh, you know, I can't, you sort of walk over that, that very bridge, in fact, that one uh, outside the Scotsman Hotel, and you kind of think, you know, quite, it's quite an, a tempting jump. Uh, if you want to kill yourself, but also I thought I, I'd quite like to have just, t- you know, st- sewed all the bad reviews I'd had to my clothes <laughs> and then jump off, just so that I thought, well, that will then make those journalists feel a bit bad for a while. No, at least. It but it no, wouldn't. It, no, they it would love wouldn't. it. I mean, who, you, you don't want to give them anything. <laughs> yeah. It was it was before the Twitter, so that was the that was like yeah. feeding the that's oh committing God, yeah. suicide off a bridge with their reviews on is like feeding the trolls <laughs> in the old school way. But uh, yes, but have you ever had any near-death experience? Not have you been near yeah, to I some had, dead people? Uh, that I wasn't had, the question. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I had a heart attack when, Did I, you? when I was thirty-nine. Did you? Yeah. And consider, I played football up until I was thirty, and I was good at cross country and everything. Didn't smoke or drink till I became a comedian at thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps that's what it was. Those seven years of starting to smoke and drink up to thirty-nine, I had a heart attack. It's a hell of a shock. But touch wood, I'm fine now. I've had three arteries widened, you know, put stents put in them, and uh, it's fantastic, it's just like plumbing. <laughs> and, uh, did, you see it, but did you see God, or a no, white uh, light? There isn't a God. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you can get into an argument with it. religion and politics, and get such, uh, on the train I did, with this, there's a woman sitting there, she had a little dog, and I had Elvis coming in the way towards Waverley, and I said, uh, I, said the, I said, it's not fair, the dog is compared to us, why can't they live the same length of time as us, so we can have them with us all the time, yeah. it's unfair, I said there can't be a god, and she said, oh I don't know about that, oh, oh, you know, you got to be very careful, there yeah. might be a god, he just might really like dogs, and think I, I want them, I want them he here quicker than the human beings, <laughs> then I'll get like 30, 40 years with them, and then the owner will come back and I'll go, well, alright, you can have them back. <laughs> But I've enjoyed. I've been enjoying oh, playing good. with them. I like that. I yeah. shall use. Them. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> <laughs>
I saw you doing a very funny bit. I was looking at a few clips about talking about whether dogs, if dogs could talk and why dogs can't talk. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I haven't done that show. for ages. This is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. There was someone tweeted me, Stuart Goldsmith. Oh, yes, yeah. And he said, do you remember that thing you did about the Kit Kat in your pocket? <laughs> and I said, can you remind me? <laughs> <laughs> and he reminded me, and I've started doing it again. Because <laughs> you write, I write, I have like a list in notebooks and stuff like that. I'm not like, I should imagine some comedians, every comma is worked out. Not with me, it's just like shopping lists of things in my head. And it's just instinctive and I like ad-libbing, that's the way I work, and I always feel guilty, because I just think, shouldn't I be writing, having pages of things to learn, because I don't, or well, perhaps I'm just a lazy git, but, but that's the way, I, everyone works differently, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. they, as comedians? Did you know your earlier shows, because you've just had a DVD release with Go Faster Stripe, who do... Uh, yeah, well, I've done two DVDs, I yet? don't know why, I mean, I've hardly <laughs> sold any, it's hardly worth it, really, but <laughs> it's, it's something to leave when you die, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> And then it, they're worth more then, aren't they? they yeah. say, oh yeah, I wish I'd gone to see and I heard something about him. And they, go, and they look, you know, it's good. You keep living after you're dead in this business. You don't do. You? Well, great. as long as you've just taped it. Well, no, well, the Red Dwarf thing, uh, you know, that's yeah. going to go on and on. I know it is. It's just, it was so good when I did it. And I, I can't believe how... It's incredible the way that's gone. No, it's, it is interesting. Yeah. I've, uh, later in the week, next week, I'm talking to Ian Lavender of Dad's Army fame. Oh. Uh, but uh, but I mean, he's very, very much associated. How old is he now? He's, I, I don't know. I think he must be in his 60s. Yeah, because I... Maybe I, 70. I met Michael Barrymore. We did a sit. There's a sitcom and he was in it and I met him. And he was talking to me and Barry from Watford, you know. Yeah. And he said, he said, you're the new ones, you know. <laughs> and I said, hang on. I said, Michael, I said... I'm 66. I said, "How old are you?" And he said, "61." I said, "It's ridiculous, isn't it?" You know. But when you, I mean, for him, it's, he's created such a that, that role is so iconic, and then it's his whole life it follows him around. Yeah. I would imagine that every single day someone says, "Don't tell him pipe to him." Every day. Uh, so, do, do you find the same with uh, with Holly from Red Dwarf? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I hear people come up and say say alright dude or yeah. everybody's dead Dave and, uh, <laughs> and I do it I love it I love it I don't get mu I don't get bothered much at no. all you know some people and sometimes I forget about that and you see someone staring at you and you just think what the fuck are you looking at it's your problem you know. <laughs> you know, you've seen a good looking guy of 60 odd <laughs> and so you've been in and out of Red Dwarf What's well, I was, in, yeah, I was in the first two series yeah. and I left and um, and I came back at the end of the seventh series and the eighth and I wish I hadn't <laughs> because I just felt it just wasn't the same as it was when, those, when we recorded those early episodes in Manchester. It was just, it was, there was something special about that and, it, and the writers had split up of course. Yeah, yeah. So there's been a change there. And he's got it back on course now. So with Dave now, yeah. BBC won't touch him anymore. <laughs> so it's with Dave and I watched 10, I watched series 10 and I thought, oh, this is back front of a studio audience. It seems to, it's not bad at all. Yeah. It wasn't bad actually. I'm, so not, I'm not a sci-fi person. <laughs> Don't say that to this lot. It's, me, it's, a mix of, it's a mix of your fans and my fans. They'll kill us. I hate sci-fi as well. Who cares who's the new Doctor Who is? Fuck him. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, these people. Care. I'd like to know who's going to do Who are they saying going to do it? Uh, Peter Capaldi, it could be. or uh, No, there was someone else, and I thought he'd be bloody good. Oh, yeah, well, it is Peter Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm Tucker. 
Yeah, he'd be bloody It'd be good if he comes in and swearing and stuff. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> and they're saying you can't have a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I, I think Sue. Is it Susan Kalman? Susan? Yes, Susan Kalman. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be great. She'd be bloody great at it, you know. I read. Yeah. I want her, if I ever do my ra- Rasputin, I've, d- I've written a sitcom about Rasputin, about, um, uh, it's about the Boney M and Rasputin, but I want her to play Prince Ale- Alexei, the, the little haemophilic child. <laughs> I want to play like a three-year-old uh, Russian boy, but uh, just uh, in, a gla- in a Glasgow yeah, accent over there. I don't, want to, I don't want it to change. She's funny. She's very, very funny. She's funny. She's a good actor. So you do quite a lot of acting though as well. I'm going to ask you some emergency questions, but I'm enjoying talking to you about your career. Uh, you've been, you have done quite a lot of acting along the along the way. Well, I did, yeah. In the, eight, the young ones, was, it, was that your first thing? Yeah, the fir- one line in the yeah. young ones, <laughs> the man with a wheelbarrow, <laughs> when they robbed the bank, the final ever episode of the. And, and Rick, Mar, I remember him saying, "Look at you, you're so relaxed." I said, "Rick, I've got one fucking line." <laughs> <laughs> what have I got to be nervous about? He was a wreck, yeah. Rick. And I, <laughs> he was like that before he performed. He was very nervous. Yeah. What, an, what a performer. What a terrific performer. And you've been in th- three or four episodes of The Bill as different people over the years. <laughs> I know it's not like... Three Bills with gaps of about 12 years between. <laughs> <Really? them>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three Rabsy Nesbitts right. as well. Um, Gordon the Gopher. Gordon the Gopher, yeah. It says on Wikipedia you don't like to talk about that, but you've brought no, it up. I just had a... <laughs> It was funny meeting the gopher and well, Philip Schofield was a lovely guy, he yeah. really was nice. It, the funny part about it was we were rehearsing in the afternoon, about three in the afternoon, he said, and he had a hip flask and he said, do you want to drink this? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, is this Philip Schofield or Gordon the gopher? Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> but Philip Schofield, I, I thought, oh my God. And I'm so pleased to see him doing well and looking so young and great on telly. Yeah. He's a lovely guy. Because I thought, Christ, he's going to be in the gutter. I'll be <laughs> I'm going to be giving him money. That's the, sec- the secret is the old three o'clock shift. That's what, I just get that down. Yeah, he's That's got it controlled. He, he's, controlled. <laughs> yeah. he's got control. I mean, I, I, I was useless at drinking. I wasn't. I was good at it. That's, a, that's why I had to stop as well, as well for my health as well. But, God, I could drink a bit yeah well it's a, it is a problem for, and I think especially in the 80s and 90s when comedians were really into dr- the young comedians now don't drink as much I don't think. yeah but they have drugs don't they they, they don't even have drugs as much they don't even I don't think no. so well I don't I was never really involved in that kind of I arena no. but uh, no, but it was they, 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 they're losing so much money up here that they can't really afford to <laughs> not take <laughs> it seriously that's, that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like being it's like going to college now you, I didn't you've got to do it properly because yeah, you're spending so much money I just thought this is great Edinburgh <laughs> Festival, you perform and you have a drink, and you know it was great. I mean, good. I'm glad I enjoyed those years, but now I, I can enjoy it without the drinking, without going to a bar, into a bar and, and acting like an idiot after you've had drinks, because that's what most people do when they've had a few drinks. They do. It makes you. An idiot. It's a drug. It's a drug. It's a. It's a. Everyone's gone quiet. <laughs> <laughs> You can't come to Scotland and tell them that drinking is bad. They go, that's where they'll go. Well, How dare he challenge us? No, it's a legal drug. <laughs> it's it is a legal, legal drug. drug, just like tobacco. Oh, I better not talk about that. Yeah. Either, but <laughs> <laughs> so I was I interviewed uh, Edgar Wright uh, a couple of years ago in London. Oh, yeah, in London yeah, yeah. And I watched the first episode of Asylum, which... Uh, yeah, you I, was in, I was in as Dr. Lovett in that. Yeah. And he went on to do loads of other things. With <laughs> never offered me anything no. at all. <laughs> oh, no, he did Bill Bailey had a show, and he yeah. directed that. And I think I did a sketch with Bill Bailey in one of those. But he's never given me any film. You'd have been good in Shaun of the Dead, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just thought, you little shit. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> did, was it, did you, when you were working with I mean, he must have been about 21 or 22 when you were working with him. Yeah. Did you, th- did you sense he was going to go on to great things, or did you think he Oh, was yeah, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He, he knew his stuff all right. And Simon Pegg was great. He's a lovely yeah. guy. He's very professional and stuff. Yeah, it was great. It was good. And yeah. uh, si- well, Simon and Jessica met on that. Jessica. So the sp- whole space team basically met and almost. She, she liked, she liked Simon. <laughs> anyway, that's what I, d- I picked up. <laughs> I just picked that up. Don't say that. I know they went off and married other they people, did. but I don't think did they go out at all? I don't. I actually don't know about no, that. I, I spotted that though. I remember did you? That, yeah. yeah. So you were spying on them through their dressing room. <laughs> no, I'm just no. I'm just nosy. Like that's what I like. This new Big Brother at the moment. I think it's one of the best I've seen. I, I love it. There isn't any Big Brother on anymore. That's uh, that's it again. You're just staring through someone's. Someone's. I can't believe anyone. We're we're all nosy by nature. You know, we're nosy. We're interested in what other people are doing, and it's good to see. Try to work out what people are thinking, what they like as people. I think the first series of Big Brother was amazing on that because they didn't know either how it was being perceived. So it was kind of a very interesting experiment in in a way of a group forms and the alliances and where they behave well the good thing now is these people that are in watched it you know they know how it all works and they're in it now so it's quite interesting to watch these people who are aware of all the tricks and trying all the tricks yeah and doing stuff. But that's it's my problem is that they then play up and uh, you know I can't think of a worse hell than being put in the big brother house. I think you'd like Dexter would I <laughs> no one watches is anyone watching big brother no. is this on channel 5 no, now no. So? No one. Nobody is watching it. But Norman Lovett is the Dexter. new target. target. I look out for Dexter. It's not, you're not watching like the drama Dexter and thinking that. Because that would be a brilliant... If that was Big Brother, that would be brilliant. If that was real. Do you know what I'm talking about, Colin Dexter? Yeah, okay, you just look like you no, weren't enjoying the show at all in any way. That was, that was all I was thinking. Are you just coming? going to keep coming back until you find it amusing? Is it one of those... Is it that? I'm going to give this a try. The minute I f- find one thing Rich Herring says funny, I will stop coming. <laughs> I've been here for 50 episodes so far. Uh, I'm going to ask you uh, some emergency questions because people will be annoyed if I don't. What would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen if you have not already? <laughs> Keith Allen, you talked about him earlier. Fillet Yeah, have, I'll give him oral sex. What would it, what would it take? Yeah, what would you need in return? I, I'd, I'd need enough money to, to solve the starvation problem overnight. <laughs> yeah. And but then well, you would do it. I would if I could get all that money. Yeah, okay. If I could do it. That, that's it. That was the only reason I would do it. <laughs> so, kind of altruistic. <laughs> oh, that's made me feel quite sick. <laughs> I'm sorry, Norman. I'm I sorry think it just show, it proves that I'm not gay. I think. That's yeah. <laughs> well, I think you could still be gay and not want to fillet <laughs> 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 Um If you had to marry one of the Muppets, one of the characters from the, this is my new emergency question. It hasn't done very well so far. I think it's a good question because it's not like last year I was Im- immature. I asked if you had to have sex with the Doctor Who creature. That's immature. If you have to marry a Muppet, it's like so. Sex is part of it, but also. Which of the Muppets do you think would you well, get on best? Which one would you marry if the Muppets? Miss Piggy, without yeah. a doubt. 
All the men have gone for Miss Piggy. Well, Definitely. That's you, you and Dave. Have to you and Dave. Her voice is nice and she's gentle and yeah. kind. She's not kind. She's a horrible, <laughs> <laughs> self-centered no, she bitch. She would be to me. Which she would be, be to, to you. Me. Yeah, she she she's a red dwarf fan. <laughs> <laughs> so she she would be happy with me. I think we'd make a happy couple. Okay, well that's two two nil to Miss Piggy. I like Janice. She's the. Only. See if anyone else goes for Janice. I doubt they will. Um, have you ever seen a Bigfoot? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> when that when that question comes off, he's going to be paid it. <laughs> People go, oh yeah, I did see a Bigfoot. I've never and I've never told anyone this story, Rich. Thank God you asked me. Um, <laughs> um, oh no, I've done. Oh, I love it. That was. That oh was, yeah, you, did, you had a seven-part BBC. It was on BBC Two. Yeah, I had a I had my own series. <laughs> Is there anywhere we can see? I I love it. If we want Not to really. Catch it. No. <laughs> it's on my website. You ah. can watch episodes on there. It's just been transferred from VHS. <laughs> and the pilot I wrote myself. That's on there. And then the series I wrote with Ian Patterson who wrote Rabsy Nesbitt and uh, a lot of people still ask me about I love it they'd like to see it again there's a talking dog in it uh, with a puppet dog that talks and a talking oil painting of a horse it's quite well spoken horse and lots of people say uh, they like to see it and I, one day I thought well I'll try and get get a DVD of it perhaps and I got in touch with the BBC and they said well you know about things mm. like this don't you uh, they said well, you've got to pay us £10,000 license and then you have the rights to it and I said you know it's not worth it I'll never get never make the money back. it's not <laughs> worth it so perhaps when I'm dead someone did might so. could all you could Mummy, kickstart it we could get a kickstart yeah as long as my daughters get the money that'd be a bit of fun I'll be happy with that <laughs> it's alright we were pleased with it and we were yeah. going to go on and do another series and we, we could see things about oh we could do that we, that'll be better if we did this as well and uh, Alan Yentob commissioned it he had it yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he went on to be a pompous git. I think it's <laughs> swanning around intellectual little git. Anyway, but anyway, he left, and it was Michael Jackson, not the Michael, <laughs> who didn't recommission it. He yeah. didn't, obviously didn't like it. That always happens. That's what happened basically to all of our stuff. Yeah. Different people took over, and then they don't recommission something unless it's a massive hit because it's not. They didn't put the. Oh yeah, if the figures are there, I think I had one and a half million. Really, that's, nice. that's good, isn't yeah. it? Today, by today's standards, and. Uh, but no, I always think, well, why can't we? Can't, why can't the people vote that watch it and they decide rather than some little wanker from Oxford? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't want to have a go at people from Oxbridge and stuff. So I used to have problems with them. And Stephen Fry, I met him, and I thought Stephen Fry will talk to anybody. Yeah. He's, he's lovely, isn't he? He will. He talked nice. to me. <laughs> yeah, so he will talk to anyone. Whereas Rowan Atkinson, I found. Arrogant. I found him quite arrogant, but apparently they, they said, oh, he's shy. I said, well, that's another word for it. <laughs> <laughs> certain amount of arrogance, and like the John Lloyd thing. Did I tell you about the John Lloyd no, thing? Go. No, John Lloyd, who, who's Blackadder, yeah. uh, QI, very clever producer, and we, uh, we were in Heels in London. It's a very nice furniture shop, isn't it? In yeah. Charing Cross Road, is it? Uh, yeah, uh, Tottenham Court Road. Tottenham Court Road, yeah, when there. And he was in there with his wife, and he saw me in there, and he said, hello, Norman. He said, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> I expect, expect you to be at somewhere like Hackney Market. <laughs> <laughs> and I never, I was sort of like, oh, fuck. I was in awe, because I was young, I just started, and I didn't reply. But now I'm 66. I thought, if I see you, 
I'm going to remind you about <laughs> You said that, you bumpers git, you know. So look out, John Lloyd, I'm coming. You're lucky he didn't ask you uh, how many different chemicals there are in the carrot. That's what, he, that's what he asked me when I talked to him. I don't know. <laughs> that's the kind of guy he is. Um, and I'll give you another emergency question. I've got an emergency one. It's very nice. Really, really lovely to talk to you. How, how long do you think you're going to keep coming are to Edinburgh? Are you really enjoying I really am enjoying yeah, talking to you. That's good, isn't it? That's it's like important, isn't it? With David, <laughs> with David Baddiel, you know, didn't really. No, no, but it's with you. No, to be fair, David Baddiel, double first in, yeah. in lovely guy, really nice. Frank Skinner, not so nice. <laughs> <laughs> just something about him that just isn't. Is it just something that's put you off? And his forehead's very big. It is. <laughs> He's got really big, so he must have quite a big brain in there. I He's very know. clever. I mean, yeah, Frank, clever, Frank is, yeah, is a, 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 a academic as well. They're, yeah, both, they're yes. both very brainy he men pretending to be football. Yeah, well, a lot of it is <laughs> it's like Arthur Smith, uh, they do the Mockney. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I accuse Steele of doing that? Steely? Mark Steele? Oh. Yeah, well, I think he, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. 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 He's, he's not like a lord or something. No, no, no. He's not like he's not come down from Oxbridge pretending, pretending it's, to be. It's very funny how the class thing they're saying. With John Major once said, "We want to get rid of class. We don't, you'll never get rid of class. It'll always be there. It'll always be there. Where you come from, it's always there, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But there's no need to say, be frightened of them." Because you feel in awe. That's what I did. It took me a long time to say, I can't talk. These people are so clever, though. They're so clever. But intelligence doesn't just come in having millions of A-levels and O-levels and degrees. It comes in life as well. And it so does. And also, I think comedy is... What I like about comedy is it's just... That it's egalitarian in the sense that people come from all different backgrounds. I think I think Steve Coogan used to feel the same. Steve Coogan, when we did on the, wrote On The Hour, which was basically written and produced, and most of the people in it were kind of Oxbridge... Yeah. Very, very clever people, and he was—he felt kind of in awe of Patrick Marber, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and yeah, but I think he felt that he need Steve felt he needed them, whereas really, I mean, you know, there were some very, very talented people in that show, yeah. but but he was really the sort of star of it, and it took him a long time, I think, to realise that he didn't need uh, Patrick Marber to write his scripts for him. Yeah, he did work with Patrick Marber for yeah. a bit. I know. I, I and I think because he was so he was so in awe of him, and that's but I think that is I, I went to Oxford. I was very in awe because I'd come from comprehensive school, so I was very in awe. I spent the whole time thinking, "Oh God, everyone's so clever here," and I just didn't bother working because I thought everyone was way cleverer than me. And then at the end, I got a two-one anyway. And I thought, "Oh, I'm as clever as they are." <laughs> in fact, I didn't do any work, so I'm cleverer than they yeah. are. <laughs> and you know, it wasn't until I'd Nat finished that I realised that I was. You're naturally intelligent. Yeah, I naturally. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I ask such brilliant questions like, would you rather be a cow or a badger and why? Um, I think I'd be a cow because someone said I've got a cow mouth. Like a big, you know the big upper lip? Yeah. Like jo jo he does. A big longer lip. There's a couple uh, yeah. of cows over there. Uh, there. Yeah, I'd turn to be a cow, really. Cow and a badger. Hang about in a field all day, do some poo, wherever you bloody like. <laughs> the pa a badger can do both of those things, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, but there's something sneaky about badgers. <laughs> badgers are sneaky and yeah. dirty, creepy things, you know. They're, they're, they'd be the ones that ended up in jail, whereas a cow... Would be. <laughs> 
cow's pretty. Well, a cow has a safe life until it then gets you know exterminated for food if that's what happens to it. Uh, but it's that's. Would you rather be? I think that's you produce a lot of milk. Well, it does. I wouldn't, would I? If I would be well, if you're a cow, I'd you would. I don't know. You know, I the question. The question doesn't say, you know, it says cow, which is a female cow. Right, right, right. Um, it's, the, the question's asked by... Cows the are all female. Well, I mean, the cow is the species as well, so I, mean, I suppose you could so say, like, humans cow. are man, you can say man, and that means man and woman, so I think cow can mean bulls, but bulls are the are male cows. I don't know if we're learning yeah, stuff I don't, <laughs> I don't want to suddenly become all Oxbridge on you. <laughs> don't want to be like John Lloyd with my facts. <laughs> This is this is this is what I'm trying to get out of him now. I was waiting for a big clever reply there, and he, he, he's he's keeping it back. He's holding it back. So I think you know, but you're a cow, you're a prisoner, you're a human's prisoner. Where's a badger? You are. It's a good question. It was asked by an 11-year-old Welsh boy uh, who I employed to write my questions, and um, he. Uh, I think that's a good question because it's like interesting. Would you rather be free, uh, but dirty and be run over basically, uh, or you know, or Imprisoned by man and be a slave, but be safe. So badgers go in water. They can swim. They can I catch fish. They can catch can they? land animals. Are you thinking of otters? I think. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what a badger is. Do you want to? Rig it? <laughs> the badger is a, a dry land animal. I think it's a mainly a, a dry. I mean, I don't know that much about the uh, the badger. It hangs about. It hides behind trees. <laughs> Whereas cows don't do that, I know they don't. They don't. <laughs> They're both black and white, though, aren't they? And they so hang about they together and can go a bit solo as well. You can get away, get your own space, you know, and, and be alright. You know. <laughs> fed on a regular basis, someone fetches you in and puts you in shelter if the weather's too bad. So <laughs> the, uh, the answer is a cow. It's a cow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> People just still like to know, have it just definitely. So we people at home note making a note in their <laughs> book, their ref book. It's a good venue, this, isn't it? I remember performing here. It's good. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. Hot, but it, yeah, it is a bit warm. Is they're a nice crowd, aren't they? They're yeah, slightly nice. startled, but yeah, they're quite like, nice. Like badgers. <laughs> but they're doing well. Look, we're going to have a quick break while we get a young, a young comedian on. Norman. All oh, right, there's no need to say that. There's, there's, there's no need for that ageism, is there? Just say another comedian. Would <laughs> he's another he's, act. He's another act. Uh, he's, he's younger than you and me put together, obviously. Uh, <laughs> uh, you may remember him from his DVD, CD. Uh, I can't even remember what it is, so I don't mind saying you would remember him. Songs of Praise, Christian Riley, Songs of Praise, which is available. Oh, this is. Oh no, this is the only copy. <laughs> this is the only one. Uh, you remember it from as it occurs to me, the groundbreaking Sony-nominated uh, podcast that didn't win an award. Uh, we uh, wasn't he also a member of the band with? He was uh, with the Ritual. Otis Lee. Otis Lee, what's is that Otis Lee Crenshaw? I think. Yeah, the with, with uh, the American. Yeah, Ritual. 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 Yeah. You yeah. said it so quick, I missed me. Um, he, yeah, he's he's bloody good. Okay, well let's get him on. Why don't you get out this way and then we can let him through. If you go off, then we'll uh, will you please welcome? I don't like him at all. The amazing Christian Riley. Thank you. Woo. Let me just plug in. How are you? 
Well, hey, that's a good thing to be. All right, so, uh, uh, okay, so uh, I'm going to start with a, I do sort of impersonations. Um, this first one, this is the Clash after assertiveness training. <laughs> Bye. Joke there for Norman. <laughs> and, uh, so I, lo I love music. I, I like to talk in music because I think it's a universal language. You know, you can explain things to children with music. Don't you? Once upon a time, there was a daddy note, and there was a baby note, and there was a mummy note. <laughs> That's why we see each other on Sundays. It's been a great year for British music, hasn't it? Yeah, who likes Mumford and Sons? very expensive to see Mumford and Sons live so I'm going to save you a bit of money um, what I've done I've got I've done every single Mumford and Sons song and I've just factored it into one song so you, you know save you a bit of time and uh, so here it is I got a broken heart broken stone broken stone and I got the broken Gone. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd say who would make the best parent. Uh, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Who likes the Foo Fighters? Very expensive to see the Foo Fighters live, so uh, going to save you a bit of money. Uh, what I think about him is, uh, I, I looked him up, he's got two little kids. That would be great to be have Dave Grohl as your dad tucking you in at night. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Daddy's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, daddy's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that diamond ring turns brass, daddy's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that looking glass gets broke, daddy's gonna buy you a Great dad, and um, that's right. And uh, so, um, the, but I think the big question that you know, obviously, we've uh, we've, we've touched on uh, Jimmy Savile, as it was, uh, and uh, <laughs> but the big question never got answered. I think, in the whole furore is, uh, what's it like to be chatted up by Jimmy Savile? And uh, my song's all about healing the world. My, my show's all about healing the world and, and answering the tough questions. So I thought, all right, I can help here. I can. So this is a song about what it's like to be chatted up by Jimmy Savile. How's about that then? <laughs> it's a lot like being chatted up by the Arctic Monkeys, actually. It's very <laughs> Never seen the two of them in the same place, do you? I'm just saying. All right. How's about that then? No one sits on Uncle Jimmy's lap then. I have in my hand a letter, you'll see. 
Public's advisor, it was your bum. Susie. Cause I'm gonna fix it for you. Look out now, please beware. Cause zombie Jimmy Savile's hands are every Bob your skirts and turn on your top. Cause zombie Jimmy Savile and Jimmy's Now then, now then, I'm on at uh, the Dram House at 6pm every night. Okay, thank you. Chrissy and Riley. I write all his songs. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't at all. Uh, hopefully Norman's going to come back. Is he, is, he, is he on his way? Yeah, come on. It's Norman Lovett, ladies and gentlemen, from Opera. Chris Simon and Ray Quill. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what else. I, I haven't even got an agent now. I, I, I I, I go up for little, odd little parts here and there. Like Are you still touring like around the country or, as well? I do not really tour. No. no, I'm going to Australia in uh, October and New Zealand, but it's a Red Dwarf thing, Armageddon Expo. So I've never been, so I'm really excited about that. So I've never <laughs> been to Australia or New Zealand, so it's great. So I could have just died and not gone. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm definitely going, you know. So I'm really pleased about that. For that reason alone. <laughs> <laughs> when if you do these expo things, do they make you sit in a little box with just your head? No. Are you allowed to be? Is it allowed to be? Not? No. Are they disappointed when you have a do body? They make me <laughs> fillet the bloke's <laughs> running the place. No, I mean if I had to do that, I wouldn't go, would I? <laughs> if I had to put my head in a box. And yet you would fillet Keith Allen for enough money. You would fillet, but you wouldn't put your head in I a box. I said to solve the uh, <laughs> the hunger problem overnight. Yeah, yeah that's well, what I don't think it would solve your hunger problem. It just there's a small <laughs> amount. <laughs> it might might tide you over till lunchtime. <laughs> You might as well start doing a column in the... I'm going to say the news of the world is doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <does it? laughs> I write one for that as well. Just, I send it in. You Rupert Murdoch every week. Right, let's do... We're going to do a competition where you can win all of this crazy stuff. You might end up with my phone because it's just sitting here as well. I'll be careful not to leave it there. Uh, so what we do for this, uh, we need everyone to stand up on your two feet. Uh, and we were going to make some statements that are either true or false. 
If you think the statement is true, put your hands on your head. If you think it's false, put your hands on your anus. If you, <laughs> if you get it, all puttocks are fine. Uh, if you get it wrong, you have to sit down. Uh, if you get it right, you stay in the game. It's a self-policing system. If you see anyone cheating, you are allowed to punch them full in the face. Uh, during the interval, this is the first one, I went on the BBC website and the sad news has come in that the newsreader Kenneth Kendall has, has just today has died. Is that true or false? If you go for true, you might just win everything. Yeah, because he could have been fucked by Jimmy Savile and come back to life again. And he would have liked that. Uh, it is, it's false. He died uh, in December or something. So you sit down, you two people who said true, that's bad, that's very stupid. <laughs> but it was worth a gamble, wasn't it? Have you got a, a statement of truth or falsehood, Norman? Don't they have house lights here so you can see? They could we have a bit of house lights on. Jerry could maybe do that. Yeah, so if he's so bothered. You can't see who's. Nah, we don't need to see him. We'll oh, see him eventually. Oh, oh, okay. Is that the question? Don't they have do they, do they have house? Do they have house lights here? True or false? <laughs> okay, yeah, they, 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 they don't, yeah, don't yeah. seem to. Uh, have you got? Is there anything? Any fact about yourself or a lie about yourself? Of course, it could be. Yes. Did I um, fill up coffee machines for a living for two years? So I normally love it filled up yeah. coffee machines for for two years. True or false, David? There he's gone for true. Is that true or false? True. It is true. <laughs> Not everyone got. Oh no, a few people aren't. Colin, has Colin's gone. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> Christian Riley, who we just saw performing, uh, spent a year at Harvard in America, the university in America. Is that true or false? Uh, well, I just made it up. So, did you, sp Christian? Did you spend a year at Harvard? He didn't. Uh, he clearly didn't. He speak false. He's thick as pig shit. <laughs> it's all coming out. Got, got rid of a, Got rid of a lot of them there. Got another, <laughs> give us another one. Yeah. Um. Um. Here's it. Um. Might have been a visual clue there. Get his hands on his head. <laughs> Shakira is four foot eleven. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> <laughs> What's the answer? She is. She yeah. is. That is true. So sit down. So we still. There's still a few people in. If you sort of crouch down, if you're just standing up, that, that's good. Thank you. So there's about three or four people. You're still in. Are you excited? Yeah. Uh, God, he looks a bit like Leonard in uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> you never watch it. You will. No, that's quite. He is the best you looking will. of the nerds. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one you look like is the he best. Gets, he gets girlfriends and stuff. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's just got a really. Yeah. Look, he's got. He's, he put his arm around that woman as if uh, she might not be his girlfriend. <laughs> might just be. Well, if, if he does, let's give it a try. See if the magic's working. But he does have problem women problems occasionally. Uh. But and he's also got a very dodgy mother that uh, she's she's highly intelligent and almost treats him like. Nothing really. <laughs> so she gets on better with Sheldon than she does. <laughs> this isn't part of the competition. This is very long. Be very long. True or false? Uh, Stuart Lee uh, has been made an honorary fellow of Harvard University. Is that true or false? Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's changed. Uh, he's changed at the last minute because he realises he could win. He hasn't, no. Ah. <laughs> Stuart Lee has been made an honorary member of Teddy Hall in Oxford. Is that true or false? <laughs> well, everyone's going for false, apart from this lady here. 
It is true. Well, thank you for that. Thank you very much, Patrick Green. Thank you for that, Patrick. There's someone else claiming to be still in. Oh, there's a man still in. Oh, so he was uh, hiding in the shadows. It was exactly what well, you predicted, Norman. The problem. Yeah, I want he's just stood up. He's, he's like a go he's a ghost man. Right. So for this one, I was on an exercise bicycle today. Uh, how many minutes cycling do you think I did? You have to give a number, and the closest one will win. What do you think, uh, madam? Do you think I how, how many minutes do you think I did on the exercise bike today? Sixty. Um, <laughs> 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 what do you think, sir? How many? Thirty-five. You see, he could have been. He could have just played that. He could have been gamesmanship. Just gone fifty-nine. But he's given you a chance. Uh, it was thirty. So thank you for thinking I could go. I did do five minutes already. Well you won, sir. You to that lady she can have some tickets and uh, I'll sort out your price uh, come up and get it at the end otherwise it'll take ages so we're, we've got to go because Simon Munnery's about to come yeah, on with this fantastic really show so do go and see that uh, wh where's your show on Norman do give the details eight, again 8 o'clock at the Voodoo Room so do go and see Norman uh, I'm uh, doing We're All Gonna Die at uh, the Pleasance we're also doing this we've got loads of, we've got Ian Lavender coming up I'm so excited I'm a Jalili uh, Sarah Millican look at my website you can get all the details do come down and support this if you can thank you so much for everyone coming I uh, hope you've enjoyed it at home and give it up again for Norman Norman Lovett and Chris Lovett.